This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. PTB Wrestling Network loyalists and friends, family, welcome to the final journey of 2022 through the Avatar universe. The way of wrestling water. I don't know. Uh, anyway, welcome to uh, this month's episode of our monthly journey into a universe where things are a little different than they were here in the Prime universe. It is back time again to go through the looking glass i am your co-host scott criscolo welcome uh to the final show of the calendar year and we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight because we've been pimping this now for a couple months uh we are doing our first ever through the looking glass mailbag and we've got many of them tonight and but before we do that let me talk to my buddy because it's been a little while i love this guy to death he is, of course, uh, the Thunder from Down Under. He helps out here, of course, on the PTB Wrestling Network and over on the No So. Happy December, Mr. Dave Hall. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you, Scott. It is, uh, look, I, I hopped on 12 months ago about these lovely, warm, hot summer days that we get down here <laughs> in Australia uh, around <laughs> Christmas time. And today I'm rugged up in jeans and a jumper because it's bloody freezing down here. So. <laughs> uh, it's uh, not 99 and 9 like it was a year ago. <laughs> but oh, no, we're, we're on the we're on the build to Christmas, and um, it's great to it's great to be joining you. I'm 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 um, I love this time of the year. I love I love the excitement, the build. You know, my boys love love Christmas. Uh, I don't like getting out into the shopping centers and battling the crowds that's not fun but i do like the fact that it's it's this time of the year when you you put on home alone or you put on die hard because they're the key christmas movies of of, of the time and uh and sit down and, and have a good christmas uh, enjoyment period but nothing's more exciting than wrapping uh, opening presents and that's what i really feel we're going to be doing tonight scott i think we're going to be opening some presents and, and having a, a really good christmas spirit going today uh i agree 100 percent, dave uh our loyal listeners who've been with us since the beginning and we thank you for that we thank you for the support here and on all the uh fine shows we have on the uh, here on the ptb wrestling network and of course on all the quads uh, all the fact the uh the uh, parts of the quad of pods the ptb pop experience the jenny position and of course uh the no so um but tonight as dave mentioned we don't have one topic tonight. We've been we started talking about this two months ago on our October episode, and we kind of reminded everyone in November because we uh, wanted to give everyone plenty of time. And we've got a uh, a plume of uh, questions in our mailbag. So uh, these are questions, you know, pertaining to uh, what could happen in our alternate universe if. And these are fun. Like these, let's put it this way. These are questions that, and, and topics that probably couldn't take up an entire episode. 
uh, none of these we could probably, well, maybe, although and Dave and I, we could talk about anything for two hours, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but, you know, <laughs> but, but on the surface, uh, you know, these are, these are our, our topics and questions that, um, that would take us uh, probably 10 or 15 minutes to really flesh out if we really wanted to go, you know, double live gonzo, we could, but we got a lot of them to talk about. We got some great topics already being discussed for 2023. So, uh, Dave and I, uh, behind the curtain. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to 2023 in general. Um, mm. but, uh, tonight we're going to have some fun and we're going to thank you, our loyal listeners for, uh, our questions tonight. So Dave, why don't we just jump in? We'll alternate. You go first and, uh, throw out the, uh, the first one. Oh, unless you want something else. I just don't have them up in front of me for a second. I've got a. Oh, well, why don't you do that? Why don't I do the first? I'll take, I'll, uh, I, you know what? I just lost the screen too. Sabotage. <laughs> no. Um, hold on. Uh, let's see. Here we go. All right. So while Dave's looking for it, I'm going to bring up the first one. Okay. Number one, we'll keep, we'll keep, we're not going to say who, who did them. We want to thank everyone. We'll just keep it. We don't want to say names and then forget or screw it up and then somebody gets mad. So we're just, thank you, everyone. And you know who you are, who sent them. That's good. That We'll leave it at that. We don't want to get anybody offended. So, all right. Number one. For the, if the, Vin, <laughs> this is an interesting one. All right. If the Vince McMahon death storyline was to have happened, how on earth do you book it? For what logical purpose, and who does it get over? Oh. Of course, we're talking about what happened in the prime universe. In, in our prime universe, we all know what happened. Uh, Vince did that crazy storyline where he walked down the hall, and Paul London gave that mushy face and got fired. Sat in the limousine, and the limousine blew up, effectively killing Mr. McMahon. Of course, we all know what happened. That storyline got keyboshed during the entire after the entire uh, Chris Benoit debacle. So uh, that storyline shit the bed. Vince came back and we forgot all about it. So what our our loyal listeners asking is, what if the Benoit stuff didn't happen and everything was normal and the storyline continued? Um, it, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously, the, the biggest key in at that time and, and what derailed everything was was the uh, the unfortunate incident um, involving he who shall not be uh, spoken of at this time um, and but at the time I really it was really hard to try and work out what what they were trying to to lead to because it it the the Vince the Vince death storyline it didn't seem to have um, a key catalyst it's not like it was sitting in the realm of, you know, sort of the, 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 the evil boss antagonizing a fan favorite or anything like that. And, 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 you know, sort of the revenge sort of storylines that you used to, there was no real, I, I felt at the time there was no real um, player that you would look at and go, that'd be the person that, um, that you would expect to have, committed such an atrocity blown up the blown up the limo right i, I know I, I know at the time 
you know, there were there were some, you know, so I think sort of the, the two key tie-ins at the time, I think, was the concept of of either it being uh being someone like Triple H who was looking to take over or possibly leading to the return of, of Shane uh, at that time. Mm. Um I'm not sure that I'm not sure that Shane returning at that time was probably a viable a viable um, situation, a viable reality. Um, but still, it was still a few years before Shane came back after that. Well, incident. Shane was still Shane. Well, this is two thousand seven, right? Yeah, and Shane Shane was still around because Shane didn't leave till permanently till two thousand nine. Okay, because so he, he was in the left yet. He hadn't left yet. No, because he was in the storyline with uh, Triple H and Orton at the beginning of '09, and the family, and you know, he Triple H uh, Orton kisses Stephanie while she's unconscious, and Triple H is handcuffed to the ropes and all that stuff. So Shane hadn't left yet. So uh, I mean, it could have been Shane in a storyline sense, but I don't think. Uh, I don't think it was a Shane thing. I, I'm. This is my weird thing. I don't think this was a big. I don't think this would have been a main event storyline. I think it would have been one. I mean, it would have been because Vince would have made it a main event storyline. But I don't know if anybody would have cared. <laughs> um, I think that's the kind of weird thing. Um, uh, Triple H was still injured. Remember, he was rehabbing mm. the other quad. Uh, he comes this now. This this trip, this uh, Vince car thing happens in June. He comes back. Uh, Triple H comes back at SummerSlam a couple months later. So, I mean, Taker? Nah, I don't think we could have done dealt with another uh, you know corporate ministry overthrow storyline like we had in uh in 1999 so i don't um you, you could I, don't I, I guess i mean one I, I wonder you know sort of the, the 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 basis of blowing something up would certainly fit into something you might expect from someone like kane um you know kane had 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 always had that evil side to him you know oh yeah and yep. and it certainly um an element you could you could tag in alongside him i i think that the the issue was is that um vince had vince had been operating as as a um as a heel hadn't he he wasn't he wasn't a baby face at the time oh no he wasn't he wasn't a good guy he was he was a bad guy and he was it was right in the at the tail end of the whole bobby lashley storyline and um everything that sort of surrounded that but i don't think bobby lashley is the sort of person you would be you would be putting in there i think i think i agree with you it, it'd be looking at at possibly trying to elevate someone but not not to the the main event the main event level i mean i don't know if it's something that you know linked in with you know linked in with um yeah, I don't know if you turn it into a little comedy line and have have someone like Santino Morella accidentally having blown something up when he was try, trying to try and right. have some fun at some point. Um, I don't know if it's um, like I said, I don't know if it is if it is a 
you know, you, you tied into something like the, you know, someone in the ECW side of things to try and, and build them up. You had the new breed sort of brewing at the time. Is it them trying to, to take a stand? But it's very I difficult got, when it's when it's a heel. I, I got a good one. Uh, that, well, I, got a, I, don't know, I don't know if it's good, but I got a, I got one that could make sense. What about Edge? Mm. Uh, and Edge and, uh, shall we say, Vicky Guerrero trying to take over. They've, they already run SmackDown at this point. They've already gotten rid of, uh, well, that was in 2008 when they got, no, I guess, uh, you know, they're feuding with uh, um, Batista and Taker's kind of gone. And, you know, they're going back and forth. And, and maybe Edge tries to take over uh, the whole company. Not just SmackDown. Uh, that's a possibility. Um, what about? Um, well, I was going to say Great Khali, but I can't. Not that makes no sense. Um, no. that would be stupid. Um, what about I mean, what about someone like what about someone like um, MVP? MVP was still hadn't quite been sent down to the bottom end of the card and 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 he, he his character had been that that high level player maybe he was trying to make a player but i don't i don't see that being i, I like the edge idea i like the edge idea edge sort of the it, it would fit into the rated r element blowing something up it, it, exploding something ties into that rated r concept Right. And um and and yeah, like like you said, it could it could very much be that sort of edge trying to to step up the power that he he wants to wield. Um, I mean, this is at the time when when Teddy Long was still the general manager of SmackDown, and and maybe it was a way of Edge trying to take control and 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 not allowing himself to be pushed around anymore. Uh, that's yeah. What about? I, I kind of like the. You could do a. I mean, you're you're redoing the invasion, but I mean, you could do ECW, um, and Paul Heyman, um, and that brand trying to take over the other two brands. Um, at this point, Bischoff's gone. I mean, you could Bischoff maybe. I guess you know what's funny though, Dave. You know what kind of is tough to blowing the car up is so dramatic. Like who would go that crazy to blow up his car? Like that's that's heavy shit, you know. Like yeah. I, that I, I feel like that's almost too much. I and and if it had been earlier in the year, it it would have fit. It would have fit the 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 psychotic Randy Orton element when when he when he yes. was like like you said when he was doing everything he was doing to Steph and Hunter and 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 all that. It really would have fit that Randy Orton element of trying to mess with everyone and and do that but the the issue is that storyline had sort of come to its conclusion and 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 Orton had moved on uh yeah i i i i think that's that's pretty solid i could see orton i feel like it's just off by a year because mm. uh i mean edge and orton do few uh edge uh, orton and cena do feud um, as we get to 2007, they do have a match at, at SummerSlam 07. Uh, we just, uh, JR and I just covered most of these, uh, some time ago. Um, 
it just feel like that is such a dramatic creative step to to kill him in a car explosion. I mean, when, it, it when really, Steve Austin tri- when Steve Austin tried to drop Triple H at Survivor Series 2000, and then Triple H comes out two weeks later with a bandaid on his head, you're like, all right, well that made no sense. Hmm. Uh, I mean, then what do you do? Never bring him back? Uh, like I, that's that's the weird part. I mean, then Vince is never on TV again, or do you fake it? Does he crawl out the other side? Like I, well, I don't know. Well, I, well look at, looking at where things have come from, you'd certainly you'd certainly wonder whether it whether it did. I, I wonder if look we, we we mentioned and and just clarifying. Yeah, you were right. Shane Shane was still quite key and focal to storylines because he'd been teaming right. with with his dad and all that. It, it right. really feels like it, it, it would be something that you could see as a power play of Shane to try and step up and take control. Um, doesn't doesn't want to wait possible. for his father to, right. to to retire, and so he's taken matters into his own hands. And I and I actually love what you what something you just threw out there. I, you could picture this like going Shane sort of steps up. You know, it, it gets revealed that Shane is the mastermind behind it. Somehow you've then got to get around the legal elements you know you, you maybe a police investigation there's not enough evidence to to be able to arrest him but you know it's pretty clear that you know everyone knows it was Shane and Shane steps into the power role but perhaps what what you suggested and 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 using that he he starts pushing uh, it, it could be anyone you you find that 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 someone who could be Shane's chosen person whether it be a randy orton whether it be um umaga whether it be mm-hmm. kane or mark whoever you choose they start to move up and and get quite a a strong role maybe they battle john cena for a while whatever and and i like the, the little suggestion you threw in there is that maybe footage emerges at a later time things you, you get that you know a few months or six months or 12 months down the track you get uh, things starting to go wrong for Shane, and you see that in the background. You, you get that alternate camera angle, or or someone had a, a a phone camera available, and you see that Vince actually managed to get out the other side before the car exploded, or you know it was a body double getting in the car. You know the old the old change the storyline, but you know, and then Vince comes back to to regain control and and you get you know you end up back in a battle you know, and then you you're back where we always end up being McMahon's battling McMahon's I know that, that always seems to be the end game unfortunately <laughs> but uh well I mean I think we came up with some options but that would be that's a difficult one because mm. it's so dramatic like you're killing him I mean if you if I mean when they did the storyline where they were doing the stupid million dollar thing and the set fell on him. That that's a little easier to kind of swallow. Uh, that that might be one that's a little easier to kind of process. That you tried to kill him or tried to take him out. But if you blow the car up, you in essence uh, committed murder. So yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't know where I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna solve that. But um, so I uh, hope we answered your question as best we could. Uh, that uh, that one's a hard one because. Uh, I don't know how far you could go down the rabbit hole or through the looking glass um, with flat-out murder. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, what's the next one, Dave? All right, well, how about um, 
you know, we, we, uh, this one, this one, I, I find an interesting one. And, uh, you know, it, it, it certainly, you know, with the whole woman's revolution and, and, and the way women are, are booked these days in a much more respectful manner most of the time and, and really given the opportunity to show that they are the equal of men. Um, here's a question that, that, we were, that we were provided. If China was given one last run in the WWE before she passed away, how would how would she have been booked to give her a send off she deserved? Well, I, I guess maybe the better look is that how could she have been booked if um, if she was given another opportunity? We, we all know China. Obviously, yeah, China had was was very prominent, very very um, highly pushed during the during the Attitude Era. But the yes. following the breakdown of her relationship with Hunter and Hunter's developing relationship with Stephanie China very quickly um uh, suffered the after effects of that and um was moved down and then moved out and and I think part of that was probably to do with uh the difficulties of having your ex around um or or even for, for someone like Stephanie to have to deal with with her her new partner's ex um I think some of that from everything I've heard has to do with uh, her own attitude and, and how she, you know, what I've heard. I'm, we've only, we only mm-hmm. hear what, what you read through the things, but there was certainly um, a perception um, that, I've, that I've heard from interviews from guys like, you know, Chris Jericho and others that have sort of put out there that, you know, China had, had a bit of, could be uh, highly thought of herself at, at times. Right. And, and I think right. that may have, that may have, also partly contributed you know it's one of those things where there's two or three factors all combined so if china had been given the opportunity to come back when when would have been best for her to come back and and what could that have looked like and i guess i'm just trying to remember offhand when did when did china pass away uh 2016 right 2016. So right, right before the right before the the, the, the super big revolution, but you, you'd been in the early stages of it. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, it was sometime in the spring. I think she died in April or May. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Um, while I'm think while I'm looking it up, uh, the. The problem, unfortunately, she died. Yeah, April seventeenth, twenty sixteen. She was forty six. Mm. Um, let's put. We'd have to change a few things up. Uh, first off, we would have to, in our alternate universe, in but through our looking glass, uh, she could not have done any of the porn. Because if she did, no. she would have never come back. No, so and, all and that's and that's something that uh, that's something that Mandy Rose, I think, has just learned. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, we're in a different time. Uh, I like. I mean, they seem to think that. I mean, they they said that she could come back. Um, so I don't know, but I mean, Mandy Rose only did some questionable pictures. I mean. China did like full blown porn. Full blown porn, yeah. Yeah, she did like full movies and obviously the the X Pac thing. So So let's just say in our alternate universe, she uh 
she uh, didn't do any of that and, and her record's clean and she decides, you know, she's in a good relationship. She's in a good partner life. She could care less about whatever happened with Triple H and all that stuff like that's all in the past. I think she I could see her maybe. Let's say she doesn't pass. Well, let, let, let's say she doesn't pass. I mean, this person put uh, how would, uh, before her passing. So we're saying that she would have come back before 2016. So I can uh, see a couple of I can see a couple of time periods that that would have I think worked really well or been a a good opportunity to um to make use of her. I think the the first one that I can think of probably ties into the time period of of yeah that sort of 2000 and 2007 time period where Beth Phoenix was was in the the glamazon mode and really the dominant woman in on the roster because I think that would have made an understandable uh, matchup the concept right. of, of of Beth Phoenix sort of I, I I'm now the greatest I you know I can't be but you you put her on a run where she's she's beating everyone because all these other women just looked. You know, Beth had an aura about her. She wasn't she wasn't super tall, um, but she certainly had that that muscular, a women's muscular physique that that made her stand out compared to your your your, your Bellas or your your um your Mickey Jameses and your various other members of the women's roster at the time. And and mm-hmm. I could picture if you had if you had Beth Phoenix on on that sort of a run where she's beating everyone. You know, playing into that, I'm the greatest woman superstar of all time. No one can beat me. Um, and and even she had that little appearance in in one of the rumbles around that time period as well. That I could see. That's where you you could bring back someone like China. China comes back as sort of the the counter element to a, a heel glamazon, where you know Beth Phoenix, you know. I can't be beaten. I've I've beaten all the challenges. No one can match up to me. I'm the greatest of all time. And, you know, the lights go out and China's music breaks out and of course the crowd would go ballistic as as China comes out in onto onto that sort of surprise appearance at Raw and Beth Phoenix is sort of backing away and doesn't know what to do and and you you could probably move into a a series then of of matches where Beth is you know, China is is clearly dominant because she was always a lot larger, and and China, you know, would have been bigger than than Beth Phoenix. I, I'm pretty certain. Um, but Beth could use the old, you know, the old standards, the 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 running away, the the, the count out victory, the the mm-hmm. you know the whatever to build to. Perhaps they were, might be able to build to that first ever women's might be a women's cage match, women's ladder match a women's a match that she can't do the runner from that would allow china to to get that win and, and perhaps have a few months on, on on top as as sort of that that return to glory element i love that i think that that might be the best option because obviously uh if you know we have to stick with the with the with the question and this our our listener assumes that China does still pass away in 2016. However, 
I, I am gonna I am gonna be a I'm gonna throw a little bit of a well first let me talk about your theory and then I'll and then I'm, I'll talk about what I was gonna say. Um, I think China and Beth Phoenix would be a fantastic match because a feud. Number one because I could see Beth you know getting on China that you know you were once kind of hot uh, yeah you're in Playboy blah 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 but you're not me you're just you're just big and and past your prime i am the true glamazon i could see them getting into that um you know i, I could see the, her being taunted almost like they did the whole piggy james hopefully not as bad but something of that nature where like you know you you're from a bygone era when you guys waved your bras at each other and everything or you know whipped your boobs out or whatever like i could see them trying to get under her skin in that aspect and that would be a lot of fun. Uh, and I think that uh, she would bring uh, – she would definitely bring the goods because she was not a bad worker. But let's be honest. If we're talking about pound for pound, Beth Phoenix is a better wrestler. Um, oh, yeah. Having said that, I think Ch China could challenge her pretty much based purely on her size, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, so those – I think the matches would be fun. Um, now I'm going to, I'm going to amend, I'm going to amend the question a little bit, because like I said, we wanted to keep it real and stick to the parameters. However, we have to admit, Dave, that if China came back to WWE, she obviously was doing okay in life if we're in mm -hmm. the alternate universe. So she never did the porn she never got into drugs. She didn't have a shitty life after she left WWE in 2001. So let's assume she doesn't die. She never dies, and she's still she's still alive. Now, and she lives past April of 2016. Now, that would mean that in 2018, which was the first year of the Rumble, the Women's Rumble, Oh, yeah. I was at that, okay, the 2018 Rumble in Philly, which I, I was there for. Um, maybe one of two things happens. Uh, do we have China in the Rumble and win it? Not like these others, like Tori Wilson and all these other, you know, mm. women's legends that come back strictly to get a pop. Or B... Does she come out after Oscar wins? And do we not even talk about Ronda Rousey? I I love the idea of bringing China out in in the Rumble, and 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 more importantly, if we're looking at as the question said, the last great run and a fitting send off. What better run would there be than for? What what I, I think would be inarguable, the woman who really took women in wrestling to a new level. And that, that's what China did. I mean, she was fighting the men. She, but prior to China, women were – they were either valets, they were women wrestlers. They were not seen on the same level. They were never seen on the same level. Oh, China, absolutely, absolutely not. China absolutely changed not. that. China changed that perception, changed that um, – that outlook and she she would was uh i think the 
the first step on the journey to what becomes the rev- women's revolution. So to to have her return in in the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble as her return, I think would be a great step. And and then moving into WrestleMania to face someone like at the time Charlotte. I mean, oh you, you've got. Could you imagine? You've, you've got the you've got the makings there of of something sensational. The, the storyline. Yeah, you know, Charlotte in her you know, at her arrogant best, which she was in 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 2018, and 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 really, you know, Charlotte. China was never the best interview, but you would you could let Charlotte be the one to run the 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 the, the vocal side of it to, to 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 do the interviews, to do the 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 various segments, and just keep talking down and smack on China, and all China right. needs to do is turn up. Um, right. Show if I not say anything, she could just not say anything, and you build to this this great opportunity. And and then you know, if we're looking at that fitting farewell, you know, she could be the one who beats China, and uh, sorry, who beats Charlotte for the title and goes on the run. And perhaps you build that up that China is the one who drops the belt later in the year to Ronda Rousey. And and legitimise Ronda. I mean, Ronda Rousey's run. I actually think was very good. What they did that first time around, and um, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, it, it just it would have it would have been maybe a, a way for China to to give back as she was maybe maybe leaves and and heads off to parts. You don't she doesn't need to have the longest run in the world, but a few months, and then she puts over Rousey to to legitimise Rousey and and let let let, let Ronda move into her side and and that would then could then build up to the future rematches between you know Ronda and Charlotte where we end up going with Becky and and all that can still happen as it did but I I think it would really have been something to see China in a in a a Wrestlemania I, I say main event it might not have been the last match on the card but it's that winner guaranteed a title shot it would have been a great great send off now could you imagine on a side note Instead of Ronda and Kurt against Triple H and Stephanie, it's it's uh, China and Kurt against Triple H and Stephanie. <laughs> Can't you imagine? Because Triple H and if if everything's fine and, and China was good in her life and she didn't care anymore, that would be hysterical mm. to watch the build of that. Yeah, but I actually would rather watch. I think if you're going to bring China back in that capacity. I think it's got to be some type of world titles. You got to put her in the title picture. I mean, mm-hmm. that's money. That's money right there. China and Charlotte would be huge. And I, I'm not going to lie. In a different world, in, in an alternate universe, through the looking glass, Dave, do you have to put Brock and Roman last? I wouldn't. That match sucked. Nice. So, you know, that match in New Orleans uh, four years ago, or five, well, I guess at this point it was five years ago was atrocious so do you do you just put them and then have china charlotte last i don't see why how you don't uh i know that you know they wanted to make history the following year at metlife with but again we're in a different we don't know how the next year plays out Mm. between wrestlemania 34 and 35 between 2018 in new orleans and 2019 at metlife does Ronda go on still go on that run? Do you make China this powerful monster 
and then maybe start turning her heel like, oh, see, I knew I could. This this is this is easy. I had mm. it tougher back when I was in my prime. And then you turn her heel-ish, and then she drops the belt to a Becky or whatever. And or Rhonda, China oh, Rhonda. Oh, like you yeah. like you said, China Rhonda at MetLife. And maybe China either A kind of steps back and maybe she goes to NXT, becomes a trainer. Mm. Or she just wants to go into, you know, nice movies, not porn. And or 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 something else. So I that's a great question. And I and I our, I thank our listener for, for giving that one. I just amended it a little bit because I feel like if we we're in an alternate universe through the looking glass and China is back in WWE, then her life's not as crappy as it ends up being. Yeah. And she doesn't get into porn. She doesn't have, you know, drug problems and she doesn't die. So I feel like if China's going to come back, then I think instead of doing it, I love your, your Beth Phoenix idea, but let's, let's say that she doesn't come back until 2017 or 2018. And she's asked to come back and she's like, listen, I could, you know, we could have some fun with this. And, and she ends up being the one that, uh, that wins the rumble in Philly and ends up becoming the women's champion at in new Orleans. And, and then we go from there. So that's two options. I, I got to tell you though, Dave, I almost want a video game because I would kill to see a Beth Phoenix, China prime mm. in there. Well, let's say China comes back in. So what year would you say? Like 2008, nine, yeah. 10? Yeah. Around that time period. All right. So she would only be in her, Cause he was, she was 46 in 2016. So she would be like 38, mm. 37 or 38. And she would obviously still be able to go. I would think. Yeah. So that would be, I, I love that idea, Dave. Mm. And then option two would be, uh, you know, if she does live, she doesn't die in April of 2016 and she's living a good life. Then she comes back. She's the one that comes back huge in 2018 Wins the women's rumble, goes to WrestleMania in New Orleans, beats Charlotte, and uh, and then she becomes she's the Raw Women's Champion for the next year, having epic matches with everybody, and then she starts getting a little cocky, and she drops the belt, she puts over uh, a Becky or a, a Sasha or something in at WrestleMania 35 a year later in in at MetLife. And then, and then we go from there. So I think, I think Dave, we came up with two great options. Mm. One that would happen before she had died or two, what would happen had she doesn't die had she not died at all. Yeah. So uh, I think that, I think those are two great options. Um, Thank you. uh, Thank you for that question. Um, Because China's one. If you watch that documentary, I think it was on, uh, was it on Netflix or was it on Hulu? They did a documentary on China. I think it was on Hulu. And it was it was sad. I mean, it was really sad. And yeah. China, I think, gets forgotten in the annals. She is officially in the Hall of Fame. Uh, they put her in as a member of DX. Uh, obviously, Triple H seems to think that the porn stuff. I don't think any. I'll be honest with you. I don't think any of the Stephanie stuff. I, I think whatever. You know, that, that happens in regular lives. That has nothing, yeah. you know not a specific wrestling thing. You know, you break up with somebody, you fall with somebody else, you know. Um, but 
<coughs> oh, excuse me. I do think the uh, I do think the porn stuff is really where the problem is. Um, Mandy Rose, I think. I mean, yeah, her 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 pictures are provocative, and she does like showing her ass off. But she hasn't hit that point yet. Uh, if she does eventually, you know, do a movie, which I don't think she ever would. I don't think she's that stupid. Um, then who knows? But anyway, uh, th- thank you for that question. And I love talking about China. And uh, I, I, one of my chrono watches, Dave, I'm watching uh, 2001 WWF. And it's weird. She, she won the title from Ivory at WrestleMania 17. She has this little mini feud with or mini thing going on with Lita. Her and Lita wrestle at Judgment Day, and then she just vanishes. Yeah. It was very weird. And she technically, technically, according to the Wikipedia and all the belt records, she technically doesn't lose the title, or they technically don't vacate it until November. So she wins it in April. She has those couple of months where she messes around with, with Lita. They have a match at Judgment Day, and then you don't see her again, but technically she's the women's champion during that whole stretch. And, and then and, what, what, what better, what better storyline tag when you do bring it back? I never lost the title. Yeah. I, I was the champion back, back, back in 2000 and 2001. And I never lost the belt. Nope. You just took uh, it away from me. Hmm. So it could be like, uh, could be like crazy Bob Backlund in 1994 when he says I never tapped out. So technically I'm now a WWE champion for 18 years. <laughs> it's 1976 and this was 1994. So, all right. Uh, next one. This is a funky one. I, I want to think about this one. I like this one. Uh, all right. So the question is in an alternate universe, if we go through the looking glass, what mid card wrestler could you book to have the 30th rumble spot and win it because the 28th and 29th guys eliminate each other. And he gives someone he gives an example like Santino and make them into a legit main event contender. So what he's asking is, could somebody be the 30th guy or girl? We could, I guess we could use both examples in the Royal Rumble. But they don't eliminate. They don't eliminate anybody or they don't eliminate the, the last person. Uh, there's three people left. And. The last two people eliminate each other and the last person winning just stands there um <laughs> it's very similar uh, to if we, when, we, when we were doing our rick flair tribute the other uh, the uh, a few episodes ago i, I sort of threw uh-huh. that idea out of flair coming out last and almost being gifted gifted the win but but flair was in a different role and and obviously right. this 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 question ties in a little bit to um uh, to the to the Royal Rumble that Alberto Del Rio won, where where Santino was hiding under the ring and comes out and and the crowd go absolutely wild at the pro- I mean the crowd went nuts that night at the prospect that Santino was a p- potentially going to eliminate Alberto Del Rio and and be the winner and and I think that um it shows that if it's done right or done well. Um, it could work and and obviously yeah we we won't use that that example I mean Santino. Santino was always a fun a fun guy, but I don't know if you could have turned him into a legit main event contender afterwards. Mm, I think that's, I don't, that's I, pro, one of the yeah, difficulties. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, Here, I'm gonna I'll throw out I'll throw out one as a as a 
you know, whether they have to win because 28 and 29 have eliminated each other, but someone who I think could was viewed as a mid-card guy, but winning the Rumble at number 30 in circumstances where maybe he didn't have to do much or whatever, but could have been turned into a legitimate main event push, I think he's someone like Zack Ryder. Because Zack yeah. Ryder had a wave of momentum going um, at that, you know, uh, when was that? That was 20, oh, now I'm trying to. 16. 26, was it 16 or was it just before, was it earlier than that? Well, he won, well, it depends. He Oh, no, well, you could look at two ways. Uh, when did Punk win? Oh, it was, um, it was 2012. Because, remember they had that, remember that picture that was on Twitter or Facebook? Mm. After Punk won the title at the... No, I'm sorry. 2011. 2011. Because remember right after Punk beat Del Rio at the Garden at Survivor Series 11 to win the title? They had that picture of, like, all of the young guys, like, all the young people, like Punk, Cody, Zack Ryder, uh, Brian, Daniel Bryan, I think, was... He was world champion. Mm. Punk was WWE champion. Zack Ryder was, I think, U.S. champion. Uh, Cody was intercontinental champion. Like, yeah. And then you had uh, whoever the women's champion was like all these young. So you could have, and think about it. 2012 was kind of funky because I mean, you, we had Sheamus win the rumble, but I mean, that was just, I mean, that was just a, a decent guess or a pick, but conceivably Dave, that rumble, I got a great idea. I know he had already main evented, uh, the year before, but you know who'd be, and we're talking about mid-card baby faces, but what do you think about this option? I like Zack Ryder. That would be very interesting. Uh, and I but think it would, we, yeah, it would flow off the back of his whole, you know, the, the whole, um, was it true story of Long Island or uh, the Long right. Island true story or whatever, whatever his, um, his online YouTube um, show was, it really would tie into that idea because he got that, that growth and that push. And then, and then what the WWE do, they just, they cut him off at the legs. And I think that was early 2012 yep. where he was. So I could picture him that, like you said, that 20, 2012 time period, Zack Ryder could come out and, and, and he's someone I think you could have, you could have legitimized after the rumble that, that he would have had the, the popularity to have been accepted as a rumble winner. Um, and and the excitement levels around him would have would have justified a run to mania. Hmm. Uh, yes, I, I like that idea a lot. Absolutely. I feel like let's flip the coin here, Dave. I feel like that scenario in a rumble is suited for a heel. I got a perfect mm-hmm. guy to win a rumble exactly like that. Miz. Yeah. Miz sits back. He's the last guy. He sits there. Two baby fit or like two, you know, uh, another feud is brewing. And these two guys uh, are battling and they both throw each other over. And everybody forgets that Miz is sitting there. Miz looks up and smirks and goes, (laughs) idiots. All these years, the winner of the Rumble had to be the guy to do all the work, you morons. Mm. And he could have won a rumble simply by sitting back and letting everybody else do all the work. That's a Miz thing. You know, another guy. And uh, how about this, Dave? Oh, what a great, great, in my opinion, 
if I do say so myself, a great um, guy that could have easily won a rumble by sitting back and letting everybody do all the work. And you mentioned him earlier with one of our earlier questions. MVP. Yeah. MVP is a perfect guy in, you know, those that mid to late 2000s that could have won a rumble uh, by sitting back and letting everybody else do all the work. You know, so. I I love that option now, and I th- but I think the 2012, I think that would have been perfect because 2012 was kind of an o- we, we we're in that wheelhouse right now was kind of an open year. Because they were obviously, they had it in their minds that they wanted to build to Punk and Jericho at WrestleMania 28 in Miami. So, you don't know what you want to quite do yet. The the only bad part is Daniel Bryan is a heel because he's, you know, an asshole to AJ. You could turn him babyface. But if you have, but if you have a guy like a Miz or, or somebody of that nature win uh, a match the rumble like that, I think that'd be perfect. How about a, you want to talk, you want to talk about this? We, there may there may be no AEW if you ever do this. What about <laughs> what about a a Cody Rhodes in Ooh. the mid two thousand tens winning the rumble by having minions win? Yes. You know, so that, that would a uh, great question. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely great question. Def- any others that that come to mind for you, Dave? Um, another one that I I thought of, although the the character was best um not in WWE and elsewhere, but the broken Matt Hardy character. Um, oh wow! I think yeah, that's another one that I think you could you could legitimize that that would be accepted and le- and be able to be legitimized coming out of a Rumble win, and. It was just so unique, but but sadly, it, that character really had its peak in in TNA. It, it, it never, it was never given the the true the the true push and drive and and freedom that Matt Hardy had elsewhere when he was in WWE with that character. But that broken Matt Hardy character, Matt Hardy would have been someone I. I you, you mentioned Cody Rhodes back in that in that twenty you know in that early twenty tens sort of time period before he left. Matt Hardy's right. another one I think that if given the opportunity to to sneak a rumble, and again he he's got that he, at different times. I mean he's had different characters. You you could Matt Hardy's character was always pictured or portrayed as. An underlying intelligence, and and the, the the story that you put there of me is just sitting back and letting you know that's that intelligent heel of I, what am I doing here? I don't need to be involved. I I can just sit back and watch everyone. Or that very Jake the Snake when he was a heel, like I'm just going to sit mm-hmm. back and watch you guys go for it, and then get involved when he when he wants to. Matt Hardy certainly when he was playing heel characters had that similar mentality the the underlying intelligence that that was always calculating and knew what he was doing and and knew sometimes it was better to just sit out and wait rather than jump in Mm. absolutely uh i think you got to be careful here's the other thing you have to be careful with you don't want to ruin the integrity of the rumble itself by having like a baby face mid-card win by having two dumb heels 
do something stupid like hop over the rope by accident or something idiotic. Mm. Um, so I definitely feel like if that was going to be an, an, uh, something that happened in past Rumbles in an alternate universe, uh, it would have to be a heel that wins it by sitting back and having two guys or two gals, depending. We, have, we didn't really come up with any women. I could see like that. Now, the women are different because I could see main event heels doing this. I could see Charlotte mm. winning a rumble like that. I could see. Oh, uh, I think Bailey I, listen, now. Bailey now would would be someone you could see. doing Yes. That. Yes. I can also see. Listen, I could see Rhonda. Kind of helping Shayna Baszler win a rumble like that, where she just sits back and the four. And maybe they bring back the other two horsewomen. Or, or something of that nature. And then Rhonda and Shayna try to grab both women's titles. I mean, that's that's a possibility. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's funny. When I first read that question, I thought, I don't know how we're going to pull that off. But then I'm thinking, oh, there's some amazing heels, uh, mid-card heels we've had over the past, you know, 15, almost 20 years in, in, in WWE that, that would definitely do it. My only, in the prime universe, I just can't see them booking um a rumble to end that that like that i can't see no, that no. i feel i feel like the 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 integrity of the rumble would i think be compromised if if it ever ended like that if if they Even, would end it like that if they would end it like that that's when you know back when you had the the elimination chamber as the the mid pay-per-view between rumble and mania that's when you would right the wrong you you would have the elimination you you have that match in between mania to you know this guy didn't really deserve it now we're going to give you the one who really does deserve it by they're going to win that number one contender in a match in the ring Mm. exactly exactly so great question great question thank you uh, very much for that one i like that that's interesting because that's uh that's definitely a good through the looking glass question because that will never happen. That will never happen uh, in this company. Mm. Uh, I can never see them doing that. However, again, that's what makes this show so much fun, Dave, because we can we can go through our looking glass and be totally weird and go up with something utterly ludicrous that would be incredibly entertaining. So that's what makes uh, that's what makes this show fun. That's why I love doing it because we get to do go- we get to talk about goofy things. That wouldn't be well, that wouldn't happen in real life, probably in, in this prime universe. But if through we go through the glass to some other bonkers place, where a heel sits back and watches two guys beat the crap out of each other and then fall over the rope like a Cena Batista in two thousand five, and sit back and go, "Ha, I win, idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah. Uh, all right, what do we have next? All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us I'm gonna take us way back. We're gonna go way back in the machine now. Now. Scott, if I ask you, and I and I know I know the answer to this because we've talked about it many, many times. What is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time? Oh well, of course, <laughs> the greatest WrestleMania match of all time is Tito Santana versus the Executioner. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> uh, there's nothing in my game. Of course, as Dave knows, my and I'm looking at and and I have one one of these two guys figures on my table on my uh, shelf over here. Uh, of course, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time is Ricky Steamboat and the Macho Man Randy Savage for the Intercontinental Championship in front of, yes, 93,000 at the Silverdome in uh, Pontiac. That's it. Of course. Of course. Now, 
as great a match it was, and, and Steamboat really yeah, sort of came in with the great momentum of what, what – it's not just a great match. It's a great storyline, the, the whole – Steamboat being attacked in in uh, on superstars and the throat injury uh, that that's one of the greatest oh, yeah. angles ever. It's one of my favorites. I love it. I remember when it happened, oh, uh, watching it. And it was great. But as we all know, you know, he lost it within two months, uh, and you know he had the title taken off in two months, and, and a lot of that's due to the fact that. You know, he, his his wife Bonnie was pregnant. Um, we've we've come to know over the years uh, the the hold that Bonnie does did have at that time yep. over Ricky Ricky yep. and 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 probably she put a bit of pressure on him to take some time off, which resulted in in, in him losing having the title presumably taken off him a lot quicker than it might have. And and so the question that we got was. Um, you know, how could that have played out? I guess what the question we're being asked is, what what might it have looked like if, if Ricky Steamboat hadn't dropped the title to the Honky Tonk Man two months oh. after WrestleMania three? How might that oh. have played out? Now, you know, and, and the question notes that, you know, the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental title run was great. Warriors win over Honky was great, but but what might things have looked like if Ricky Steamboat hadn't lost the title to the Honky Tonk Man two months after WrestleMania three? How long would he? Right. I, I guess the, these are the questions. Like how long would he have held it? What what sort of journey might that have looked like? Because he took the title away from you know Macho Man, who had held the belt for over for like thirteen about thirteen months, I think it was. He won it in January yep. eighty eighty six and lost Did it. You in, were- February eighth, eighty six to March twenty ninth, eighty seven. Mm. So over, over, over almost four hundred days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so there. So there, there's our question. What what would it what might it have looked like if Ricky Steamboat hadn't dropped the belt to the Honky Tonk Man? Holy crap! Um, wow. Uh, great question. Thank you. Uh, great question. Oh shit. Uh, whew. well. Uh, it's funny that we talk about 1987 because that's my other chrono watch that I'm that I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching 1987. Uh, I'm watching the everything on Peacock. Well, at the time it was WWE Network. Now it's Peacock in chronological order. So right now on that on that on that list, I'm into June or Ju- early July of 87. So it's funny that we're bringing this question up because I'm kind of watching at a time where. Ricky Steamboat would have had the the Intercontinental title for probably about four months at this point. Um, I could see him holding it till because Vince was not big on having baby, except for Hogan. Vince was not big on having baby faces hold belts that long. So mm. even if everything was fine and and Bonnie didn't have his fucking nuts in a vice. And or and and they didn't they weren't having a child yet. I'd like to think that he probably hold it till maybe the fall. I don't know if he would have the I don't know if he would have held on to it all the way into 1988. Maybe let me let's think about this, Dave, because let's think about the roster. Which I thought was was might have been a little flat in the mid eighty seven because I feel like I feel like the WWF was still kind of in that in between 
where they were still purging some of the early 80s guys like the Morocco's and the Orton's. Cowboy Bob, obviously not Randy. Mm. Um, duh. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of those guys, the Bundys and all these other dudes. And and we're getting some fresh. I mean, perhaps. Perhaps. And this would make sense. Because I think it would be just as fun to do this. I could easily see a debuting heel that joined the company in, you know, summertime. Because I just watched him, uh, him and his tag partner in Crockett drop the NWA World Tag Team Titles to, uh, uh, who'd they lose them to? The Rock and Rolls. Rock and Roll Express, yes. Because it was with... uh, uh, he had, he had, uh, he had left and Manny Fernandez had to wrestle with, uh, Ivan Koloff. Mm. And I'm, of course talking about, uh, ravishing Rick rude. Now, do they kind of elevate rude quickly and rude and steamboat get into a feud and kind of like what steamboat and flair would do two years later over the world's heavyweight championship, where you have. Steamboat, who's the, you know, the baby face, who's traditional family man and nice. And you got Flair, who's, a you know, pretty much a male whore. Uh, <laughs> do you do the same thing here? Do you do you have Rick Rude bus chops? Do you maybe. Do you maybe, Dave, test the waters of a feud that you would have in 1988 involving Rude and Jake, where now this is totally up to Bonnie. Where, uh, you know, maybe Rude starts kind of getting a little sachet, cachet with Bonnie. Like, listen, you got this boring, uninteresting schlub as your husband. I mean, look at me. I mean, I am ravishing. Ricky Steamboat's anything but ravishing. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, that would be ta- fun. It would be. I mean, you could take it one step further. If, if Bonnie was on board, you could go even more risque. Is, that's my baby. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my God! Would Vince be that nuts? That would be that would be crazy. Ah, uh, look at Dave injecting a little attitude error into 1987. That's awesome. Uh, this is why I love Dave Hall with every fiber of my being. Um, <laughs> um, so Rude's a possibility. He uh, maybe maybe because he's oh I got a guy. Oh, I got a good guy, uh, Dave. I got a perfect yep. guy. And I think it'd be a great match and a good feud because even though he was, you know, in the back end of his prime, he was still putting on good matches. He actually beat a top flight babyface at WrestleMania three. What do you think about a feud between Ricky Steamboat and Harley Race? Oh, that 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 would have that would certainly that would have been a, a very interesting one to watch. It would have. Um... It just picturing some some pretty hard chops and hits in in, in that oh, yeah. in that match. Very but snug. I, I very. Think, oh, those matches would be very snug. I, I yeah. think. I think. Sadly, sadly, WWF in nineteen eighty seven. I'm not sure Vince would have given them the real time in the ring that they would have needed to tell this the the, the best story they could. I mean, because you look at it. Harley Race would to get the best out of a Harley Race Steamboat match. You need to give them the time that you would give a, a Steamboat Flare match. You need to give them that that long time to tell a good story. And I'm not sure Vince would have had the patience to to let them do that. 
um, which which is a sad a sad state of affairs. But it would have been a, it would have been a good series. It would have been a good way to maybe not so much drop the title to Harley. It certainly would have been a good. I think it would have been a good feud for him to have um, coming out of you know obviously if he if he you know holds the title he's going to have his series of rematches with Savage. You know they they fought in cages. They did all sorts of things. And then and then you need to move him on to a couple of. Um, a couple of those short series that allow him to beat contenders, but still be, you know, challenged, but not not necessarily. Though I, I think Harley would have been someone that falls into that category, becomes the next challenger, not not necessarily to win the title, but to certainly help continue to legitimise Steamboat as champion. It would have been it would have been some good matches. Well, that that's the kind of feud where. That's the kind of feud where uh, uh, the TV matches would have been like, you know, seven, nine, maybe 11 mm. minutes. And you're thinking that is just criminal. Mm. Give me some MSG house shows. And where Vince has his own agents, you know, the, the Pats in them. You put Pats not. I mean, let, let's let's be honest. If we're if we're talking about. Vince's boy, you know, Vince's gold dust trio and such in the mid to late eighties in WWF in charge of the house shows. And you give Harley and Ricky at a, at a house show, say 22 minutes, <laughs> fucking sign me up. I'll pay any yes. price for that. <laughs> so, so if you're talking about the house show circuit, hell they'll, they'll give them all the time in the world. But, you know, let's say, unfortunately that, yeah, because if you're not going to give, Vince is not going to give. Unfortunately, they wouldn't. He wouldn't have given Ricky Steamboat and Harley Race like 16 minutes on Saturday night's main event. That's all about Hogan. Mm. All about Hogan. So they wouldn't have gotten that much time on a Saturday night's main event. Now, of course, this is the year before SummerSlam is invented. We don't get SummerSlam for another year. So I mean, they would do that big. I don't know what was the big show in '87. I don't. Did they do a big show in '87? I'm trying um, to think. They had, I mean, you had, uh, you, went, you basically went from Mania to Survivor Series without, you know, yeah, that was, yeah, it was just through yeah, the Survivor Series. Pretty much. They didn't do, because remember, 86, they did, 86, they did the big event up in Canada. Toronto. Yep, mm. in Toronto. And then the following year, you had both that show they did in Milwaukee. WrestleFest. Where you had. Savage DiBiase, WrestleFest, Savage DiBiase, and then Hogan Andre in the cage and SummerSlam. Mm. But 87 did not have that, like this, that marquee mega house show kind of thing, mm. like, uh, like they had in, in, in the other years that you had in 1987. So, uh, I think, would that have been a great feud? Absolutely. From a house show, perspective you're talking about you know again you're talking about matches that would have been between 18 and 24 minutes because you know vince doesn't give a shit about the house show matches he'll give them you know everything that would have been outrageous unfortunately in the in the saturday night's main event world they'd have gotten like 11 minutes and we'd have been like just as they were about to hit the second gear it ended. yeah they gotta go home yeah some kind of slop yeah that that would have sucked that would have been that would have actually made me sad <laughs> that I, that great matches like that we would have gotten like eleven minute TV throwaways, mm. and you only would have got the the best matches if you were 
you know, living here in the Northeast on, and watching MSG or Spectrum or Nesson, and you would have got a Spectrum House show, MSG House show, Boston Garden House show, the Cap Center or whatever, and then mm. you get 17, 18, 21 minutes of pure snug. I mean, because one thing about Ricky, Ricky will, Ricky's not a, you know, he doesn't do receipts. That was never Ricky Steamboat's thing, but he's wrestling arguably the toughest son of a bitch in the history of the business. You know, God's green mm. earth. He'd be like, yeah, I, I'll pick up what you're putting down. And yeah. So, so I, I, I like that idea, but unfortunately let's, let's let, we definitely have to keep that in the back of our minds that even in an alternate universe, uh, Vince McMahon runs all the universes. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think even I think, where we are, uh, no, yeah. good, good. No, I was going to say, I think, I think the issue, the issue for, for, for steamboat in any universe is the fact that you take Bonnie out of the equation is the fact that I can't see Vince having Hogan on top and a baby face as intercontinental champion for too long. He's not going to have his two top titles being held by good guys for too long. And Hogan wasn't going anywhere at this point. They, they ended up building, you know, in 88 to, to take the title off him, but they weren't doing it any time in 87. And so I think, I think the issue then becomes, it really becomes a borrow. It, it becomes, um, when he's going to drop the belt, maybe not as soon as he did, but I think I think in the end it, it's going to it's going to come off him well before before Survivor Series. He I think he would have he would have had the title taken off him in that sort of probably around six months. So a, a nice little reign, draw, draw some shows like you said, maybe a few with 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 Harley Race, maybe a few with Butch Reed. But when you look at the roster. Um, as you were saying earlier, like like who who do you who do you look at at being the man to take it off him? I, I look at the roster heels, and I guess the best place you look is you look at who was who was on the heel side by the time you get to Survivor Series, and and you've got the advantage of '87 is you've really got two matches that 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 tied in. You've got that main event match, as you said, Root had just come in. You had your Bundy and your one man gang. Well, they're not going to be in the IC title picture. They're Hogan challengers. Andre's a Hogan challenger. So that most of that that main event match outside of Rude would not see the Intercontinental title as as something to be put into. So then you move into the other the Intercontinental title match at Survivor Series, and really, you look at who's in that. Because they'd turned everyone babyface in, you know, your, your Jakes and your, your your savages, you end up being that perhaps the only choice in the end was the honky tonk man. It maybe it might have happened later in the year. Maybe mm-hmm. it, maybe it might have been after six months, and then and then you're doing the exact same thing. You, you're pulling the title away from him, and you start the honky tonk man's run with exactly what you got. And I say that because I can't see many other options. You've got, you know, some of your, your stronger workers. Your Greg Valentines are in the are in the tag title, uh, are in the tag picture still at this point. They're not, they're Strap not, it. they're not running in 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 the in the singles picture to to have a shot. One guy that would have been interesting to see him have a series of matches with Steamboat in '87. Um, sadly, he was a good guy in a tag team. But can you imagine if they? they turned Martel heel and put the, the model gimmick on him in 87 and, and, and gave him a run against steamboat. I think they would have been mm. some good matches. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, 
they probably what they would have done was they probably would have sometime in the in in the next several weeks in between because they did like to flip flop. And if you're going to have a heel IC champ, you're going to have a baby face tag champ. They, that's how this mm. kind of was. So yeah. obviously at, at one point, the Hart Foundation do lose the tag team titles to Strike Force. Maybe around that time, then you flip the IC belt to a heel. That way you mm. have, and, and then Hogan's just Hogan. He's in his own universe. Yeah. Um, Maybe maybe Dave one day there'll be a show called Through the Red and Yellow Glass. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Hogan wins all the belts now. Um, yeah, I, I, there's no doubt that eventually Steamboat would have lost because Vince likes the balance. So if the Hart Foundation were going to drop the tag titles to um, to Strike Force, which I think they did in October, I think yeah, October November. And then they obviously they end up losing them at, at WrestleMania four to uh, to demolition, but eventually Steamboat was going to lose, and March turns into probably yeah probably like September October. Yeah, is it honky? Eh, I don't know. Uh, I think. Um, I mean, obviously by late eighty seven. Um, you know, we, we already do have, um, uh, we already have, um, brain farting ultimate warrior is in the WWF at this point. Mm. So maybe his growth is a little bit, uh, you know, stunted, um, because steamboat is still there putting on great matches and, uh, uh, you know, being the top baby face at the top of the mid card. Um, because as long as, and I do think eventually, I think eventually, and I don't think this has anything to do with Bonnie or kids. I think eventually in 1988, Ricky Steamboat leaves anyway. Yeah. I think he wants a main event. I think he wants a main event run. He knows he's never going to get one as long as the orange uh, flows. So I mm. think eventually they do go to, uh, he does go to Crockett, back to Crockett. Yeah. So, so I think that's what eventually does happen. He will win the title. He wins the IC belt. Has it all summer. Um. Has it all summer, and uh, get some great matches out of guys. But I think eventually, um, I think eventually we get to the fall, and and Vince is obviously going to swap out the tag titles. Um, to a baby face. So in this case, obviously, Strike Force beats uh, the Heart Foundation. Steamboat will lose the belt to somebody. Perhaps now think about. Now don't forget, Dave. We could stretch this out to the fall if Butch Reed is still somebody that they think would be a, a good Intercontinental Champion because he was the original choice. Obviously, yeah. To lose to for Steamboat to drop it in the first place. That could still be an option Vince likes in the fall. Yeah. So. Here's a thought for you, though. Um, And just taking this whole little journey, just an extra step. Mm -hmm. Steamboat losing the title to to Honky and and building the Honky Tonks, man, had one other side effect impact that had a massive impact on the company as a whole. And that was... Mm -hmm. Macho Man 
becoming the good guy because that was all centered around Honky being the IC champ. Uh, yes. If Honky doesn't take the title, does Macho stay heel? Does Macho win the title back later in the year as a heel? And we continue uh, with the heel run. Wow. And then, maybe, and then maybe in 88, you get Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior. And then goes back to our question. Then we go back to a past episode of our show. Do we give, does Ted Deep do that? We still do the whole thing with Hogan. Well, because Hogan's <laughs> still going to go do, uh, so Hogan's still so, going to so make a movie. Yeah. No, so we go back to our previous, our WrestleMania episode, I think it was, or maybe one of our other episodes. And we have Ted DiBiase win the tournament for the world title. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we just bring it all into the one universe. All right. Wow. We really are freaking out, huh? Look at this. Um. Yeah, crazy. Um. So there you go. That was a great question. Uh. Uh. I. I. Uh, I don't think we ever talked about that. Where, um, if Ricky Steamboat did, um, stick around. That's a great question. Thank you very much for that mm. one. I like that one a lot. All right. What do we have next? Uh, oh, I think we might have time have for to. one more. I think we might have time for one more. So let's okay. see if we can get a good one. All right. Let's see. Uh, let me see. Oh, I like this one. I like this one. I have to. I should. I should probably ask this one. So throughout, this is a good question. Somebody asked this for me. This was definitely one for me, Dave. Um. So throughout Triple H and Stephanie's authoritarian owner heel runs, of course, as the authority in 2013-14-15, there was never a chance for a stone-cold superstar to rise above them. Even John Cena caved and never really went hard against them like Steve did to Vince in, you know, 97-98. How do you book someone in the 2010 period of PG to actually rise above and create something interesting. Wow. All right. Oh. And and I guess uh, I guess the, yeah. The first question you've got to ask yourself is: Is there anyone there who can be the rise above character? You know, if it's not if it's not going to be John Cena, which we we you know that that question is sort of suggested that he didn't. Is there is there someone there who can rise above the the authority? I mean, the easy the easy question, the easy the easy runs to to start with would be someone like like Punk. Um, mm-hmm. if, if Punk hadn't left, and we, we touched on this when we when we did our Punk episode, you know, um, last year, if Punk right. hadn't if Punk hadn't left. Um, he he was primed for that that he was originally booked to have a match with with you know in that sort of realm of probably wrestling hunter at at wrestlemania and and that's the that's the beginning of the rise of the the authority that's that's when we've got that time period the authorities start to really take control because that's your daniel bryan rise that's and again there, there's an easy one daniel bryan could could certainly he, he he was playing into that position when he got injured, um, but is are they are they guys that in an ongoing manner would overcome 
the uh, the authority. I'm not sure whether they they fit that mold. Mm. I I agree with you. I think I think it would have to be Punk. Punk seems to be the best option. The problem is if you're going by the timeline, like you said, if we're going by the timeline, Punk's gone. So mm. <laughs> because uh, you know, if if we're going by the by the same timeline in the alternate universe, Triple H turns heel in at SummerSlam 2013, and by then, Punk's already kind of faded off the the main event scene. Um, now could you re-elevate him? Yeah, of course. Uh, but we're talking about 2010. Now here's the problem. Somebody said 2010, well, 2010 period. Okay. Because mm-hmm. obviously 2010, there's no heels. Uh, it's the, you know, cause 2010, the big heels were the, uh, were the, uh, the Nexus. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to shoot ahead, obviously the quote authority goes from 2013 to probably like 2016. Cause yeah. Officially, quote unquote, officially, I guess it ends when when Triple H loses to Roman at WrestleMania 32. It seems like anyway. Mm. Um, so, I mean, the guy that I think would have to be Punk. Mm. But but then, what do you do with Daniel Bryan? Do you make them a team? Not a team like a tag team, but are they do they begin like the uprising? It's almost like it's almost like the. Uh, it's almost like the the uh, Star Wars the 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 trilogy the new trilogy, uh, the sequel trilogy. You know the the rise. You know the the new rebellion against the the or the first order. Yeah, you have this team of Brian Daniel Bryan and CM Punk going against Triple H because two you know obviously two guys who the authority can't stand. But in a PG world, uh, I mean you could still. A punk could still be funny, and this whole crew could still be fairly funny and aggressive without necessarily having to go through the, you know, 1997, 1998 Steve Austin way of doing things. Hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, uh, because th- that's the one thing that I'm that I'm having a tough time wrapping my head around is. Um, is. Trying to do it, uh, you know, trying to do it under the parameters of a PG world and trying to be aggressive rebellion, but playing by the television rules. You know what I mean? What do you yeah. think about that? Well, I think, I think as, as we said, you, you, you saw the makings of it with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's rise um, to the top. I mean, that, the whole... Uh, the whole was it the sit-in, the whole you know uh, take raw taking raw hostage and 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 that whole that whole plot line it was really the PG way of of taking a stand against an authority and and you know we're going to hold you hostage we're gonna we're not going to let you get away with this we're gonna we're gonna do do things uh, the right way and um, and stand up against the 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 oppression that you guys are, are, are putting out there. Um, 
and 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 that very much fit Daniel Bryan's character. I think you know. I think as we said, punk punk was a, a little bit early, and Daniel Bryan sort of fit the image, fit fit the role. But um, you know, injuries injuries curtailed him. I, I think it really it really comes down to. I mean, the whole the whole rising above the authority was was the the constant the constant putting down the constant. Um, putting the massive obstacles in the way because you you just had the power to do it and constantly, you know, and that and that person overcoming them and that that's what made Austin Austin so good is because McMahon was trying to screw him at every at every point and Austin was always one step ahead or was just you know able able to to you know undo any of those plans and, and we saw that time and again that's what made that that storyline so good the the authority element played the same concept putting the massive obstacles in the way um and so you need that you need that underdog sort of feel to it. i guess that was the thing that made austin good too is austin wasn't the biggest guy he wasn't the strongest looking guy he he was an average looking wrestler at the mm-hmm. time and, right. and and that's very much that Daniel Bryan fit. He, he he's he's you know that, that that I mean I really see that's what they were almost doing. I mean we can look back on them, and at the time we didn't. I don't think anyone really felt that's what they were really trying to do. But you can see you can see some of the makings of it. You're you're just a B plus guy, and right. and yep. Bryan eventually rising up and and taking the title. And it would have been good to see him not not get hurt to really see what would have happened there because I think you would have had the opportunity there to 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 play it forward. The you know, you had Triple H get sidelined temporarily with you know the, the evolution versus shield thing. But you come out of that, if Daniel Bryan's still the champion and, and you have the Seth Rollins turning on on the shield and, and working with working with um the authority then you've mm-hmm. got your then you've got your player now now Triple H is trying to get that belt off off Daniel Bryan and and you know at every turn he puts you know he puts Daniel Bryan in the in the multi-man matches in the gauntlets in the in the whatever and and yeah can he overcome it and and can he can he consistently rise up i think that's that's where you um that that that's really the way you're going to play it in a PG era i think mm. yeah I'm feeling that as well. Um, it'd be a ton of fun. And uh, you still have, you know, Orton as like the face of the authority, the guy who always gets in your way and he's still an asshole. And and maybe you readjust WrestleMania 30 into each of them winning one of each of the titles and not splitting them and not putting them mm. together. You know, um, one of them wins the rumble or, uh, or they, they, they wreck the rumble by, by, you know, the authority like tries to keep adding guys and they, and like, mm. it's almost like a team thing where punk and Brian work together to eliminate everybody and they're the last two, and they're like, well, why don't we both eliminate each other? And then they have no choice but to just give us both title shots. And then the authority just starts bringing in extra guys and totally shirking <laughs> the rules and totally cheating, and more heels come in. And it's like Yoko and uh, Taker at the 94 Rumble. Just 500 heels just come running in. 
and they keep eliminating him, and, and Triple H runs out of guys, and he's exasperated. Mm. And in the end, you know, Daniel Bryan and Punk both hit the floor at the same time, and they work something out where they both get title shots, and they end up, you know, uh, they end up uh, um, uh, winning each belt. Uh, you know, one wins one, one wins the other. Like, I mean, it could be, you could really have some fun with it. And and build it more to, I mean, I think you could do it without, I mean, you could do it without having to be, you know, ridiculously um, vulgar, I suppose, you know, uh, because we're, if we're talking about a PG world, and that's specifically what our question is, uh, then we're talking about not doing, you know, obviously not middle fingers and chugging beer um but i think it's something that could very easily be um that could very easily be uh uh um done uh with some exemplary writing and some good you know really screwing with everybody and you could have, I mean, you have so many belts now at that point, you can, you could have Punk and, and, uh, and, um, Brian start this revolution, this rebellion and have all these different babyface like, you know, misfits join the fight, mm. you know, and I think, I think it could work. I think it could work, but instead of you, you, you expand it. You expand it almost like, and listen, we're talking about a time when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they were discussing the possibility, you know, at the time, the possibility of a new trilogy of of uh, Star Wars films. And, and you, uh, um, you, you work on this empire versus rebellion, or in this case, when they get to those movies, it'd be the first order. And you're, you're. Um, you're building this this babyface group that's battling Triple H and is not scared of him. Now, the difference between Triple H and Vince is Triple H is a wrestler, mm. so at the time he could be just as as vicious and violent as as any of the guys that he's with. And you still bring in Batista, but if Batista wants to come in as a as a hero babyface, then you know that's not going to work. Unless you don't bother bringing him back at all, um, I don't. I think it could work, Dave. I think it could work. I don't think it has to be. Um, I don't think it has to be uh, uh, vulgar and and attitude era ish. I mean, you could that kind of base storyline can be done. Uh, um, can be done you know, in any era of wrestling, mm. if you have responsible writers that don't lean on, you know, boobs and TNA, which, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, the attitude era was able to do, you know, yeah. it was in a, it was that culture that could do that. So I don't know. I mean, who else in, in 2014 would be, uh, I mean, obviously at this point, Cena was not really a he was starting to wind down his full time run 
because uh, remember WrestleMania yeah. 30, he wrestles, he wrestles, uh, uh, he wrestles uh, Bray. So in our alternate universe, I don't know if Cena becomes part of this. He could wrestle Batista again. I mean, he had just wrestled him, you know, four years earlier. So I don't know if you're going to want to do that again. But you well, know, he- Cena could join the fight. Or hell, mm. Cena. Maybe this is the time, uh, uh, Dave. And we did a whole episode on this. Uh, we talked about it. This could mm. possibly be the spot where you turn Cena heel, and yeah. he becomes the face of this era. Mm. You know, this is my era, guys. Don't wreck it. Stay in your lane. And Daniel Bryan's like, John, you're loved by everyone. And I'm like, yeah, but I like my paycheck. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and you could do that. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, look, I, I, I could see that um, certainly being an option. Here's one that's just sort of popped into my mind as as someone who could stand up against the authority in a different way, the authority of, of Triple H and Stephanie in a different way. And and it would be someone like Brock Lesnar. And, and I say that because Brock's, Brock's, number one, Brock was legitimate. When he came back, he was legitimate after his UFC stint and all that. You know, you you could portray because he worked the part time schedule. You could, I could almost mm-hmm. picture it that you've got this idea of of the authority trying to dominate, Brock, trying to tell Brock what to do, and Brock through Heyman or, or on his own is just the, you know, I'll, I'll do what I want when I want. And so you get Brock not turning up for a couple of months and, and then, and, and Triple H throwing out the threats and throwing out the, you know, legal things. And, and, and it becomes, you know, from a storyline perspective, you know, Brock constantly, you know, just, you know, the intelligence one-ups, you know, well, I've got an ironclad contract. I've got this, you know, the, 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 my contract said that I didn't have to have my first rematch for however long. It, it can be a bit awkward, but it would certainly be someone who could could handle going against the odds, and he could get he could get the the win and disappear for a couple of months as as Triple H and the authorities start to put more plans in place, and then he comes back and then he thwarts them again, um, and and he has the legitimacy to to um, not, he's not going to be intimidated by Hunter. Uh, it, it's a thought. I don't know if, it, if, it's, if it's the best option, but I could certainly picture this idea of Brock sort of, you know, Triple H, this is my show. I do what I want when I want Brock turns up, you know. Well, no, I, I, I'm going to, yeah, no, I, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to win the Rumble. I'm going to get the title shot. And then oh, I'm not going to defend the title next month. I don't want to, you know. Um, or you know, you put three guys against him in in, in an Olymp- in a in a Hell in a Cell match, and Brock would knock them all down. You 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 can just picture it happening, and and that legitimacy. But again, it's that idea of of the evil authority just trying to come up with all sorts of plans, and and you needing to see more the intelligent side of things in operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's. That could be uh, that could be different, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's there's so much um, there's so much uh, uh, 
that could be done with various um that could be done with various baby faces that could be structured you know triple h is always one of the is an easy guy to hate he's a lot like vince he's an easy guy to hate and uh um yeah i i i could see that i could definitely see that um and brock is always that wild card i kind of dig that mm. you know yeah, that's a wild card that I, you know, Brock and him don't get along. You know, they had just feuded in 2013, but he's like, listen, I need you, you know. Yes, I, I like that. I dig I dig that. that. That's that's a that's a great question. And I mean, because and it's even not even more the PG thing, although I understand why this why our listener brought that up. But um, it's a question of who could be legitimate enough and how do you build it as a group? And they kind of did it in 2015 with Cena and and uh, and Dolph as we went into like that Survivor Series, which of course led to the eventually led to the debut of uh, the debut of uh, of Sting. Mm-hmm. But but uh, doing it a year earlier and doing it, or at least into late 2013 into 2014, could end up being. Um, could end up being something pretty pretty big if you can if you structure it properly so mm. and that wrestlemania 30 in new orleans could be something pretty huge i mean it could be epic if punk punk st- punk would still be over and daniel's over they you give them the main belts mm. and you know cena gets cena gets toppled by somebody else um you could bring back the rock for a third year and no i'm only kidding <laughs> <laughs> Three years in a row, the rubber match. <laughs> Once in a lifetime, the rubber match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I uh, I think that would be uh, I think that'd be very interesting. I think that'd mm. be very interesting to to uh, think about and how to do that. So, thank you. That was a good one. I like that question. Uh, so, I think we. Uh, I think we. I think we dived into a, a, a numerous amount of rabbit holes in one take. Uh, we've got a ton left. We're going to put them on the, in our back pocket. And I can guarantee you we will be doing another mailbag episode uh, sometime in, in 2023. Uh, and not only will we use the ones that we haven't done yet, but we will also ask for some fresh ones too. Um Dave, and, feel free, this was, and, feel free, and feel free to send them in any time, guys. We always love to hear ideas. We'd always, you know, if you've yeah. got an idea or a question, don't don't need to wait for for it. Feel free to to drop us a drop us a line and and, and throw out a suggestion for for a, for a, a small question or, or or something bigger that that could be that could become a whole episode. We, we'd love to hear them. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, uh, I definitely, please. Um, and it doesn't have to be topics. Again, you could give us mailbag questions or if you've got a, a topic for a full episode, same thing. Uh, 2023 is just starting. We, so we have 12 episodes to do. So, and as great as Dave is, and as sometimes great as I am, uh, it, it, it never hurts to have input. So whether you think it's a, a mailbag question for a, a mailbag episode or whether it's a, uh, or whether it's a 
a, a, a major show topic, uh, we'll take we'll take any of it. We'll take all of it. Mm, so, because um, we love we love we love uh, uh, hearing from you and giving us your input, uh, because you've been you've been amazing since we started. God, fifteen episodes ago, almost. Um, mm. I can't believe we're diving into another year. This is pretty great. Um, Dave, always a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. Uh, where can everyone find you? Um, as, as always, um, you can find me lurking around the, uh, the, the Facebook pages. You can find me on Facebook. I'm not a Twitter person, but, um, you can certainly hit me up, private message me through Facebook or, um, and if you, if you, you know, you'll, you'll find me, if you go to any of the place to be pages, you, you'll find me linked in through there, either commenting or, or, um, liking stuff and, and feel free to hit me up that way. Um, always love to hear from you. Mm. And of course you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C Podfather if while well, it's still up. And you can follow the brand on Twitter at uh, Dr. G uh, Dr. G P T B. <laughs> That's my guy on the Saturday special. I'm used to saying his Twitter <laughs> handle too. No, nah, you can don't follow him too, but he's not on the show. Although he may come on in the future. Twenty twenty three might be a year we have guests. We'd like to we, mm. we think about it. Uh but please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. Uh we talk about all sorts of things. Maybe we'll do some uh uh, some uh, poll questions in 2023 regarding, uh, you know, future topics. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. So um, thank you, as always. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, because I believe both are overlapping this year, which usually doesn't happen. I, I've, I've asked I, I asked Dave, uh, some of my uh, my Jewish friends, and it's not common that Christmas and Hanukkah overlap. Usually Hanukkah is earlier in the month, but this year... I think it starts. I think it starts at the end of the week. Um, let me see. Do I have a calendar in front of me? Does Hanukkah? Uh, I, don't, I don't see it in front of me. Huh. Um, but Hanukkah. I think it overlaps. But anyway. Uh, uh, so Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, thank you for being with us all year long, and uh, we got a great year ahead of some great topics uh, all over here uh, on our show, and of course the rest of the PTB Wrestling Network. So uh, thank you again. Uh, for Dave, I am Scott, and we will talk to you in 2023 through the looking glass. It's getting near dawn when lights close the tired eyes. I'll soon be.